Jeez, there's not no prepared. comedy happening <laughs> on a Sunday? Yeah. Jeez. I was not prepared. I'm looking around this place, I'm like, what does Jonah pay for this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, him and his wife split it because she does her animation stuff here. They wrote Mystery Science Theater at that table. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. It was so fun to see my nephew bossing around like the union guys backstage. I'm like, what's going on? There's like tough, like looking dudes, and, and my nephew's going, okay, guys, over here, over here. <clears throat> I just went to Austin. I was looking up for a sweet ass podcast, and then I found it. Did you already blow it? Yeah. No, oh, I was just like. Hell. The show started already? The show started. Oh, boy. I went looking for the Jonah Radio theme, and I, I found it, and I was like, great, I got it downloaded. And then it's the one from five years ago. I'll tell you what, though. That sounded good. It sounded like Waves, you know, Waves, yeah. King of the Beach. That's what it sounded that like to me. Andrew Jackson Jihad. At the time. Yeah. Now they're called AJJ. Uh, Wait, that's not a name change. What's that? DRI was still dirty, rotten imbeciles. What? Well, they just wanted to slightly distance themselves, I think, from uh, the Andrew. word jihad and the word Andrew Jackson. Yeah, it turns out both. Yeah. You know why? Both that's not why. Popular. That's why urethra two actually became U two, because they didn't want to get away from urethra that word. Urethra two. They were urethra two. Jesus, tune in to Jonah Radio for insights about you two that you've never heard before. That, that's a complete BS one. <laughs> oh, okay. It's like, uh, screw talking you two with them. Yeah, isn't that the way Ackerman and, and them do it? Yeah. They just make shit up the whole time? I don't and know. They impressed you two so much that they invited Troy Ackerman? <laughs> yeah, Troy Ackerman? No, it's Ackerman and Scott. Yes. yes. Scott Ackerman and Scott, Scott Ackerman. Yes, both well, former employees. Do they need to know who I who I is? Yeah. Well, well, they <laughs> need to know what we are. Uh, we are journalist Jonah Radio. I'm Cash Hartzell, former producer. Not as funny as Kumail. Never as funny as Kumail. I'm here with Neil Mahoney of the back on the soundboard after a few weeks off. What's Hi. And I'm H. Michael Cray, but what's the deal? You don't, you're not the producer anymore? No, I've been upgraded. I, I, oh. I, I, I run it now. Oh, okay. I, there's going to be a power struggle when Jonah gets back. I like that. that in, I've been demoted. Yeah. Last week I was co-host. No longer. Well, I think it was, we were... We, Get me the fuck out of here. I don't need no new friends. Yep. No, no new <laughs> friends. So, um... H. Michael Cray is here in studio with us. You may know him... As Dragon Boy Swayed, you may know him as uh, Have a Summer Guy. <laughs> oh, I was gonna, I was gonna oh. make up like uh, the 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 blueberry dream of comedy. Uh, Whoa, that's weird that you said that. Yeah. Because I actually on uh, what's the thing with the cartoon and the wacky kid? Uh, Adventure Time. Adventure Time. I played Blueberry Cop Number Two. Did you really? <laughs> that's right. Oh, okay. Thank I was you. doing a weed strain thing, but uh, both, <laughs> both work for you. He'll, he'll approach you from your childhood or your misspent adolescence. It's Howard Kramer. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Hey. Well, I love you guys. I've known both of you guys since back in the M Bar days. M Bar. M Bar, Fountain and Vine, one of the best comedy scenes I've ever been a part of. That was yep. the best comedy scene that I think I've been a part of in Los Angeles. I, uh, I often think of the time that uh, a scooter gang. <laughs> rolled up for a like mod night after that comedy show on a Tuesday 
and there was a bunch of guys pretending to be British, <laughs> and uh, we're all on scooters. And uh, oh, you were one of them? No, no, oh, they okay. just all thought they were tough guys, and Dave Anthony was ready to fight all of them. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's like Quadrophenia right there in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, the mods yeah. and the rockers going at it. Yeah, and I was like, I can't believe I'm on this side of this battle. I, like, I thought I, would, I dressed well. I thought I would be on the mod side, but I don't have a scooter, no. and uh, these guys are dicks. Yeah, not, not, when, the, when, none of those 21 windows or whatever they're... The, did they have, 31 pilots? Yes, 31. I don't know. Uh, uh, whatever. I drove, a, I drove a Honda Elite moped when I first started comedy in Austin. Oh, really? Yeah, and I could, I, I could see people making fun of me at red lights and stuff. <laughs> like, I, I would look over to be like a pickup truck. And, you know, it's Texas in the 90s. Sure. They, they make fun of you. Like, that's not a motorcycle. You got a floorboard. <laughs> if it's a floorboard, it ain't a motorcycle. And uh, I remember, like, turning, like, you know, and cursing people out, but I got the big helmet on and it bounces back into my own face. So there was no pride. There was no, it's tough to be proud of yourself. There's no, yeah, there's no pride in yelling, I'm poor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just moved here. I'm going to have an MTV show in four years. You'll see. You'll see. Yeah. Get a it was dicey. Me. But um, we're here. Yeah. We're here. We're here. And um, you guys played, well, let's talk about last week. For me, it was a very exciting uh, episode of Jonah Radio because you had my nephew Drew on the show. Yes. yes. We're Who? doing a pretty good job at threading episodes one into another. Yes. Nice. We, yes. Well, we should say this week was the Mystery Science Theater 3000 performance in Los Angeles. Yeah. That's so true. To it. We, we all, all attended. It. We all attended. And, and I, I, I went up to three different guys and said, hey, are you Howard Kramer's nephew? Really? Yeah. <laughs> The third one was it. The third one. Yeah, I stopped there. He's working the video mono, the video playback yes. backstage. And it's his first tour. He's 27 years old. Well, I guess you heard all this last week. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's just exciting for me. It's my first uh, relative, like, below me that's in show business. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a big, uh, do you have a lot of them? There's only one. And it was my, my great uncle, Garwood Van, mm -hmm. right? And I'd always heard, I grew up in New Jersey. I'd ho always heard he moved west for show business. But for some reason, I don't know if I grew up around just an uncurious bunch, my family. <laughs> but nobody could say what he did. I never knew anything. So um, one day I'm out on Catalina Island. You guys been out there? No. No, I've, I've heard, heard it's beautiful yeah. out there. So there's one main building on that island, and it's a showroom. Like a, it's a place where big bands used to play. Really? So pre-rock and roll, what would happen is everybody would board a boat for Catalina Island, and do drink and do coke, whatever they did back then. <laughs> yeah. And then they would get to this ballroom on Catalina Island and they danced to big bands and stuff. So we're taking a tour of this building. It's called the casino out there. We're taking the tour of it and I look up on one of the pictures of all the big bands. Mm hmm. And it says Garwood Van and his orchestra. No and I was shit. like, no that's shit. my grandma's brother. And I flipped out. <laughs> wow. And the tour guide was like, oh, you should be very proud, this, this, and that. So that was it, Garwood Van. And then he went out to Vegas, and he was like the first booker for the Mirage or something like that. Wow. So he like booked all the bands at the Mirage. So that's it. I never knew any of that till like 10 years ago. And then there was me. <laughs> <laughs> and now my nephew, Drew. Yeah. My uh, my great grandfather, my my mom's dad's dad, came out here to make it in show business, and it was you know the old story of like 
hey, I'll, I'm going to go get settled and I'll, I'll send for you guys when I'm, when I'm all set up and uh, then just fucking bounce. Like, never. <laughs> it never happened. Never heard from him again. But, yeah. uh, but do you think he made it big? Did he change his name no, to no, like. He, he was a. Uh, the, the letter that they got was that he died an itinerant waiter, <laughs> which I had to look up the word itinerant. Which meant he traveling. Yeah. yeah, he would be a waiter in Los Angeles and then go to like ski places and be a waiter the, up in there the, in the winter and, and be he, a waiter up there. And he he double married and I'm, I don't want to say remarried because he never got split up from my great grandmother. Right, he had a double. He double double married some lady uh, who was living in Santa Monica and they never lived together. He lived in a hotel downtown and uh, now he's in uh, the ground. Do you think that's this sounds like all the anymore? stuff I'm totally worried about for my own life? <laughs> Getting double married? Yeah, just like yeah, like what happens? You know what I mean? Like yeah. I got a podcast, I got some stand up. Like what happens? You get too old, no one cares anymore, and then you're you're a greeter at, at yeah. Target. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got three email accounts. I got. Yeah, I got, uh, you know what? I got $27 worth of residuals coming in per quarter from my At Midnight and my comedy Bang Bang. Like, They're not rerunning At Midnight. Good point. It's they, topical. They, they, lose the, they lose the rights. I did a Kimmel that I don't even get paid for. I, I gotta, That's I gotta network. That Come story. on. Yeah, but I should, I, I didn't clear the rights to uh, Nut Valet. You know, it's like a Warren Oh, yeah, Zivon yeah, it's Warren Zivon, yeah. I did a... I don't know if your audience knows this, but I just, early in the days of Jimmy Kimmel, I went to do the show, and I had to do a rap song. So when I got there, they were like, um, just sign this form. It says you got the rights to this. I was yeah. like, I don't have the rights to it. <laughs> and they go, well, did you want to sign it? What should we do? And then like, uh, well, know, did you want? They, I got to remember that one. That's a good one. You know, well, did you want to sign or like, you know, you should that, have an opinion. Yeah. That's just like the basic initial reaction. They go, we need to get you to sign this. And I'm like, I can't. And then there was a whole wrangling, like, maybe you'll just do stand up. You won't do the song, mm -hmm. Nut Valley. And I'm like, it's half the planned act. And then, uh, Sharon, remember the, uh, manager, Sharon, uh, I don't know if you knew her. Blonde lady, Sharon. Yes, I, re I, I, friends knew, with I Zach remember. I remember Brody was, and all uh, that. Blonde. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was there, and she told me, uh, just stick to your guns. Do what you're supposed to do. So we did Nut Valet anyway, but I could never sign off on it to get paid for a rerun. Ugh. Warren Zevon doesn't need that money. He's dead. <laughs> yeah, come on. I'm sure he'd yeah. be cool with my song about my nuts that I rapped <laughs> yeah. over his beat. I, I, I think if you... You sat the reanimated corpse of Warren Zevon on that couch, and you played him Nut Valet, and then you played him that Kid Rock song. Thank you. I, I think he'd go like, I'm with the Nut Valet I'm guy. I'm with the Nut Valet guy. Yeah, fuck this guy going to the lake and getting drunk. Exactly. And him, see, he, he referenced the songs he was sampling on the... Whenever you do that, to me, you've crossed the line. It does yeah. seem a little Because like, like, he had some Freebird in there, you know? So he's like, we're just sitting by the lake listening to Freebird. It's like, but you have Freebird in there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm that was Sweet Home Alabama, sorry. But uh, can I just... I'll just tell my Nut Valley story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. So we, we were talking before, and you mentioned that, well, the this is about performing it on Kimmel, or this is... Yeah, it's performing on Kimmel. Right. It's just kind of one of those best of times, worst of times, mm -hmm. like uh, snafu type of deals. But th on my way to Kimmel, which is a mile from my house, I got a Ford Bronco 2 that breaks down. <laughs> so it's a couple hours before I'm to appear on my first like national TV spot for stand-up. 
and I'm pushing a Ford Bronco <laughs> through Hollywood. You know what I mean? I got the and drivers. Not, not, not just not, through Hollywood, the fucking... The, through the, Hollywood the, Boulevard, the basically. Thick, the thick stuff. The, you, the, you, the, the Walk of Fame. The stars are on the sidewalk. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, the, uh, there's, Jap- there's 300 Japanese tourists with pictures of Howard doing this <laughs> on that day. Thank you. All, I mean, all on film, because it was a while ago. Yes, like vagabonds are laughing at me. <laughs> I'm, I'm pushing this thing through Hollywood, and so then... I turn down La Brea because it's got, you know, some coast to it. Sure. And I wind up having to park my car in a strip mall that says, you know, one hour parking. So oh. I'm like, I just got to go take my chances. I got to get over to Kimmel. <laughs> so, like, I'm in Kimmel just wondering if, like, my car is impounded. Like, it's not huge problems, but you don't want that on your mind. No. Yeah. So it was all that. Then they go, hey, will you sign this? Oh, I don't have the rights. Back and forth, back and forth. And then finally, yeah, I just did it and uh, did the song Dot Valet. Then Morgan Murphy came out mm-hmm. and she battled me. And, and it wasn't even until like a year later that I realized how much she destroyed me in the battle. <laughs> <laughs> like me and her just got together like to write a response for it. We ran it one time at M-Bar. No and, way. I was, yeah, I and was then sorry for that, yeah. Three days later, it was Kimmel. So it was like, there wasn't a lot of time for me to think about it. But I was like, oh, yeah, I come out and rap all about my nuts. Then she comes out with some killer shit that she wrote. And she's a great writer. And I was like, oh, it just looks like I lost that rap battle. (laughs) So anyway, that that, that threw me in my mind for a while. But I was like, did Dragon Boy Suede just make his national debut and then just got dissed and is over? Being ashed out. (laughs) Just like... It was it was rough like that. So anyway, that 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 was Kimmel, and then two great things happened from it. Yeah. The next day, Super Dave Osborne was on. Okay. And he goes, "You had a kid out here last night rapping about his balls," <laughs> and he just like went off on Kimmel about it. <laughs> I thought that was fantastic. Super Dave Osborne is one of the funniest people in the world. It's so you funny. Catch his attention, you should thank the gods. Yes, yeah. and his last name's Einstein. So oh, yeah, Einstein. if you had any doubt whether he's a genius, <laughs> so then uh, um, that happened, and then uh, Dave Rath, manager, he calls me up. He goes, uh, "Hey, you did great. The feedback's been great." And I go, "Yeah." And he goes, "Yeah, the Foo Fighters want you to open for them." This is the day after. So I'm sitting up in Dragon Manor. That's what I call my place. And I'm sitting there. And I'm just like, boom. Yeah. It, it just happened. Yeah. It's on. Yeah. And um, we're, we're rolling down the Raya. Got momentum. We're going down. Right. Set it right into a nice spot. Food Fighters opening gig. So um, they wanted, uh, I think we were talking earlier about never make a promise when you're in a great mood that kind of thing i've heard that before so i think the foo fighters enjoyed that a lot and said we should get that guy to open and i think maybe all their people were against it (laughs) (laughs) he said we want a tape oh no and i'm like that wasn't a tape (laughs) they just watched me on national tv well you know tape so nothing prepared had to just like shittily edit some stuff together and then they were already like Two weeks after that, going to be heading out on tour. So I, I didn't get that. Okay. They wanted you for like the run, the whole tour? I don't know. Maybe it was just... I, for some reason, I think it was a, the drummer. I don't know if it was... I don't know why I got that in my mind. Yeah. But so, they loved it and wanted it, but I was just too much in the baby stage. Like, I wasn't ready to just jump yeah. into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't have the tracks, didn't have the... Yeah. And then... Not now, though. Now they could... Have you... 
Have you sent him the tape again? <laughs> yeah, it's 15 years later. And I said, Foo Fighters. <laughs> maybe Once a week, you send him the tape. I go, guys, maybe you'd be at your uh, turn of the century level in popularity <laughs> if you threw in some Dragon Boy suede. But yeah, I wrapped about the nuts like that. And then um, <laughs> like, brought you to the world's attention. A couple days later or a week later, David Cross went on and he had like an Asian, like a hairless Asian boy massaging his feet. I forget what the bit was or something like that. Oh boy. But, you know, Kimmel was ABC and ABC is Disney. And we were the two early straws that broke the back of like that show trying to be dangerous. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so like, cause I got on early, like this is crazy. Like yeah. this yeah. will set us apart. <clears throat> and then Cross did that. And then that was the end of anything <laughs> nutty. Well, I, yeah, I remember the first four or five months of Kimmel just being a bacchanal, just like free booze and yeah. every tape. Yeah. Like the and, man show booze in the studio. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was, it was great, but it was, it was also not destined to, to stick around to long. continue yeah <laughs> it had yeah, to a morph it into a official show yeah uh we got any music what's we going on we do uh, oh my god the archives. Give you... um yeah do you, no let's uh we'll, we'll start out with somebody else nailed it and then we'll play you some dragon boy suede uh teasing, make them wait i like teasing. that thanks yeah. cash mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> third act shit yeah. yeah oh the rental period for oceans eight has ended guys the what Rental period for Ocean's 8. I just rented that. Is that the lady one? That is the lady one. How was it? Yeah, it's not as... It's no Ghostbusters? Why is it uh, less than 11? Because there's only eight of them. Well, I mean, like, they should have... I don't know, man. Take it up with the pay rate. It's it's, it's not, disgusting. That's how. Not Neil's cool. the guy who walks into, like, a uh, big orgy. There's only eight girls? <laughs> I wanted 11. Well, there's Ocean's 11, and then there was Ocean's 12, uh-huh. and then well, now that it's women, it's Ocean's 8. Well, I think if, they do, if cool. they do a trilogy, it'll lead up to 11, and then they'll like have to team up. Right. I don't maybe, know. Maybe it's a prequel. Perhaps it's a prequel. It's not oh. a prequel. <laughs> Takes place in the 90s. Is Julia uh, Roberts in it? No. She Nor the is the character that looks extremely like Julia Roberts from oh, right. Ocean's yeah, 13. Yeah, that was yeah. Yeah. That, it, did you see Ocean's 13? Uh, which one was that? The the it was the third Ocean's Eleven movie. No, <laughs> uh, at, at one point, uh, yeah, she had, Julia Roberts has to impersonate Julia Roberts to like help with a heist. Help with the heist, but she's so she's the character she's being the char- played yeah. by Julia Roberts, who apparently. Wait, Even though in she's the been script, in two movies. They're saying you got to look like the real Julia Roberts. You have to look like, like you. She looks so much like Julia Roberts that it will cause a distraction in this hotel. Wait, the, is that is and that Bruce, earned? Did that work? Not. Uh, it kind of just comes out of that movie. It's like it's a it's a it's, first act plant that pays off a little bit later. Uh, okay. It's not like it was and in Ocean's also like, Eleven. Those movies are such like. Oh, I'm just watching a bunch of famous people fucking around. around. Yeah, and I'm like. Yeah, it's Brad Pitt and that's George Clooney. Like, right. I don't believe that they're any sort of character at all. Yeah. It's just like Brad Pitt's eating almonds the entire time. It's right. And like, it's fun to watch him chew on the yeah. scenery. And- yeah, and then they're just goofing off. And then there's this moment where, yeah, Julia Roberts has to pretend to be Julia Roberts. <laughs> that's wild. Which, oh, it's, ooh. oh someone pointed out. Uh, that's perfect fuck. casting, though. Uh, yeah. Uh, during The Sopranos, someone points out that, like, in the Sopranos, they talk about uh, Goodfellas. Goodfellas, and then one of the, the, the Polly Walnuts is in 
Goodfellas. <laughs> like, ah, that's weird. like it's like this weird trespassing of realities. Yeah, they crossed the streams. Yeah. I was uh, I was listening to an, uh, a podcast this week, and they were talking about the unified theory of. So what what is the show that was all the imagination, all in the imagination of some kid who was in a coma or something like that? It was like it was eighties. Oh, uh, Wonder Years. No, it was like <laughs> not Landing or something like. It, 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 oh, it, shit. oh, you mean by the by the when they tried to wrap it up, they yeah. said it was a figment. Yeah, it was a figment of imagination. Know, Dallas, of some kid. Dallas or something. It was uh, well, Dallas. I, there was like the guy that died, but he didn't die. Jr. No, he just got shot. How does this sound? A weekend on a beautiful mountaintop in California. You wake up, eat a tasty meal with some new friends, some old friends, maybe the host of your favorite podcasts. After that, it's a couple of inspiring classes, spectacular podcast tapings, a hilarious stand-up showcase, a dance party, and more. And s'mores! All of this can be yours at Max FunCon, returning to Lake Arrowhead next June. Tickets go on sale Friday, November 23rd. Put that on your calendar because Max FunCon tickets always sell out. Get a head start planning your next summer vacation and go to maxfuncon.com to learn more. And we're back. That was Snips by the band that we said it was. Uh, Snips. I love it. Hey, let me ask you a question. Does anyone have to justify their pick? Like, for instance, I'll get a a tweet. Right, mm-hmm. and it'll say, "I just listened to your hot, uh, your podcast. You guys were talking about death metal, and mm-hmm. I know nothing about death metal, but we happen to be talking about it." And so then the tweet will just go, "And so I had to show you this song." And then it's like I gotta click it and watch the link, and then try to figure out w- what why. they were saying. <laughs> like, like to me, I just want you to go. Here's the reason you should like this song. Or, yeah. Here's yeah. the angle I'm coming from. When you do Jonah Radio, uh-huh. 
these people just go, hey, play this, or do they say they don't have to? I sometimes uh, uh, what what happens a lot, especially is we we get we'll play a band and they'll be like, hey, my buddy said you played his song on that. We're kind of like his band, but we're kind of like this. So right. we get we get sort of trails like that. Okay. Sometimes we get we get PR a lot because we're on it, where it's just like, hey, we want we're excited to tell you about this guy who right. put together this band. You you're made an a, outlet for new music. Yeah. So we, so we'll get that stuff, and sometimes it's literally like. Hey, uh, sometimes it's very clearly they've never listened to us, and they're just like, "Hey, you." They said you play music, and we usually like listen right. to those a little bit. But, I, but, and sometimes it's like, "Hey, Jonah introduced me to this band or this band," and then I started making music, or I was a big fan of this one, and and so they'll give us that. But sometimes it's just like, "Hey, this is this yeah. is music." <laughs> yeah, like even on Who Charted, you know, my podcast, we do music. Mm-hmm. People send gifts, like not every week, but we have a gift segment, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, like every now and then the gift is just like a CD and you open it up and then the note is like, this is my band. I thought you should have it. Like, but it's not really a gift. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. It might be. Hey, have have you seen this nice uh, embossed edition of my screenplay? I think you'd really. I think it's. I think it's up your alley. Oh uh, yeah, it's double space. Yeah, <laughs> it's your kind of a thing. Um, We've it, been. Uh, yeah, last week we did uh, cold listen, so we didn't listen to anything before we played it on the show. But uh, okay, uh, now Cash is back in charge. So yep, uh, we're still doing a little bit of cold listen, but uh, we we do have a musician on his own right on the show. So I wanted to set up. So you you were telling us before Nick from Islands behind yes, yes. me or something. <laughs> He's coming in right after you. Um, you you were saying you got you got. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying the the, the fresh fire. The the oh, yeah, the, that's the, it. The fresh fire. The fresh fire straight from the lab from straight from Dragon's Lair. So you you haven't even run these by your producer yet. Is that right? Well, or, he's not my producer, but you producer. know him. He's he's Daryl Harrington, known as D Nice or. Uh, Scratchatory rape back in the <laughs> less PC times. Um, we don't mention that that much anymore. But um, he uh, is the one that was always the first one to hear the Dragon Boy Suede songs I cooked up. Uh-huh. And then at different stages, we went away from that. Now we're getting back to it. Okay. So he, I'm on my way after this to go have lunch with him, and I'm going to play him these tracks, but you can have you could have one first. Oh, guys, Jonah Radio X. Exclusive. 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 I gotta say, these are are glorified demos. Okay. Like, this is is the stage I would get it to before we would super fix it and then put it out. Okay. So you're you're getting something. You're getting raw. This is like, I'm at the feedback stage where I get feedback. So this (laughs) is uh, when history is coming back to look at, like, when they're putting together like the new Beatles White Album thing, where they put together different mixes, yeah. this is where the historians are going to come. Is this yeah, first, Jonah Radio episode without Jonah? Right. This and, is the first appearance. All right. Of this song, I'm pretty sure this episode is just going to disappear. Uh, oh well. God, Neil! <laughs> come How on. anticlimactic! You don't know what song I'm playing. I, Jonah's coming back next week, probably. Uh, Why? Should I have waited till Jonah's going to be <laughs> no, on? No. Do people blow off these non-Jonah episodes? <laughs> That's something we're all wondering. I, we're really going to do a breakdown. After I have this a feeling, over. but I don't know. We should say, maybe we should <laughs> like write this on the description. Mm-hmm. Like, two decades long friend of Jonah Ray, 
Uh, well, shit, you should just come back next week. Okay. We'll is, go for a twofer. Is someone going to have the equipment figured out? <laughs> <laughs> we've, right. we've gone through two weeks of Emmy-nominated television editors, uh-huh. and then <laughs> our close friend Dave Clock, who did all the Meltdown posters. What, Clock's out? Uh, oh, he, no, you had Clock he, in. Yeah, he came last weekend. And then... Uh, yeah. And I ran into you guys at the Novo <laughs> Theater, and you needed yeah. a guest. <laughs> yeah, we're really running the, the treads bare. Jeez! Don't, don't say right that in, in front of him. Right Jeez. in front of the guy. I'm saying this is why I had to take a gift. Oh. What about Eminem? To run that is, Eminem says, I got this new song called Slim Shady. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like, we are I really just <laughs> scraping <laughs> the bottom of the barrel now. I My expectations are... Hi, and I know they will be met, and I'm very el- elated that you're here. Okay. Now, this song... When you say in that tone, it sounds... Uh, never mind. The song... I'm sorry. You, what, you were setting up the, setting no. up the song. He sounded like he, the way I talk to my mom. <laughs> like, after I give her a whole bunch of shit. Like, no, Mom, I love you. I, I'm here. Uh, uh, we also favorite. had a, a long segment off mic where I described what a gift you were to me in my development as a show business professional and uh that should be said as well that should be said i mean where's the ear on the street for that (laughs) you guys should be hanging a boom out the window (laughs) (laughs) i I would play the meatball sound but i'm not plugged in anymore no all right well we should tell the uh the crew out there yeah set it up for us um, dragon boy suede songs are 95 percent filth (laughs) um the one i did on jimmy kimmel was about my nuts not valet Mm -hmm. um there are many others of that ilk uh, in that area of the in that area mm-hmm. this one happens to be called and this is a world premiere hanging cheek <laughs> would you guys want to guess what this one's about hanging uh, cheek i'm uh, gonna say it's a uh, short shorts yep in, oh in that i was gonna vein. say mooning like it was a like a john cougar mellencamp look at look back at younger days when you used to hang your ass out the window of a car Oh, that's interesting too. That's where Cash's mind goes mm-hmm. to a man's ass. <laughs> that's fine. Hey, listen. <laughs> can I tell? Wait, what were you? Uh, can I tell you a quick Mellencamp? Yeah. Okay. You know, uh, you know, uh, Jack and Diane. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sucking on chili dogs outside the Tasty Freeze. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. Do you know that the chili dogs was a local uh, um, uh, semi-pro hockey team? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In that area? In yes. Indiana, I guess? Right. So when he says, sucking on chili dogs outside the Tasty Freeze, she's blowing those hockey dudes. <laughs> just <laughs> just her? Is it like chili, like I'm cold chili? No, like, chili dog. Chili dog is like the name of a of a uh, like a shitty, like the uh, in Austin, they had the Austin Ice Bats. Okay. Oh, I get it because there's bats in Austin. Yeah. Hey, listen, this guy, Neil, who I was instrumental <laughs> in his early career, he doesn't get what I'm talking about, you guys. But, uh, I, was a, I gave it too dry of a delivery. <laughs> I got excited about the fact that like, maybe they're cold dogs, like, like chili as in I, cold dog, and they're just dogs, not a hot dog with tomato smear on them. All right, so you're going, getting away from the whole hockey thing. Mm-hmm. Which is well, odd for I, you. I would say I was steering towards it, but... Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, <laughs> uh, yeah, hanging cheek, face. You said short shorts, face, cute, body, banging, shorts, short, cheeks, hanging. <laughs> That's what we're doing right here. All right. So, so should I hit play? Just hit play. Ladies and gentlemen, Dragon Boy Suede with Hanging Cheek. World premiere. Hey, 
Knees, cute body, banging, shorts, short cheeks, hanging. Where'd you uh, make that? Yeah, in Dragon Manor, in the kitchen, <laughs> looking out from the window. Is this were you looking inspired? out from the window? Yep, yep. I do see uh, cheek out there. Uh, I live by an exercise area, so I am forced all day against my will to <laughs> see hanging cheek. I had to bite my tongue because I was like, "Oh right, because you're right by, because mm, I'm right over there by whoop." And I got two high-powered binoculars, one in each window, <laughs> and it's not just for cheek. I mean, I'll look at. I mean, it's you got to come to Dragon Manor at some point. Yeah. Well, that's it's just I, like I can't constant parade. What's that? I can't believe you just invited us. I for years it was I listened to your podcast and you would not let Kulop anywhere near Nowhere it. Nowhere near it. And <laughs> but, then, but us, I, I guess we're, le- we're I'm definitely less judgmental than. Kulop. Well, I'm worried. I'm there's there's you you guys heard about it off mic. There's all this corporate finagling going on at my sure. building. I might get bounced out of there <laughs> if I do. Oh, party. Not a party, but I'll bring in like select, you know, like oh. elite, like you guys to see oh. it. But then I was also thinking, like, you know, I'm gonna probably set up some tours. Oh, oh like that. That. you're gonna be in L.A. at the end of December. <laughs> if I'm getting bounced, you know, yeah. fifty bucks, hundred bucks, if you want pictures. I mean, like, I'll just bring people through there. And you got like a yeah. Uh, remember, you have a, like a shrine of uh, summer shrine. Yeah, summer yep. shrine. I got the summer shrine in there. It's an inner sanctum. It's summer all year in there. <laughs> and uh, there's just a lots of stuff. There's a we call it the 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 wedge. It's just this place like you just sit up on my counter. And then you can put your feet in the sink. You can get like a foot massage off the water in the sink. And then you're just watching all the goings on out there. There's, you know, attractive people, non-attractive people. There's the Mole Man. If you've ever listened to Who Charted, that's a big subplot on there. There's dogs. I mean, birds, hummingbirds, squirrels. There's a lot going on up there. D-Nice came up there one time and I had him sit in the wedge. Yeah. And he goes... If you ever leave this place, I got to sublet it. <laughs> like I'm, I'm telling you, the few people that have been in the wedge get it. <laughs> and you could sit in the wedge, open the window, 
reach out to the right and pull loquats off the tree. Oh my god! And eat them. It's so paradise. It's kind of a paradise, except it's loud as shit. There's lots of traffic. That's where we're yeah. earplugs, even indoors. Yeah, we, we uh, were we were talking about that this week. So so give a, give our listeners an overview of pl- what Plug Life is all about. Oh yeah, very nice Plug Life, and uh, that's a song too on the in the Dragon Boy canon. Um, Plug Life is just basically I wear earplugs, and it's um, they're not they're not they don't play music. Everybody yeah. goes, oh yeah, music. No, it's just to drown out noise. That's that's really interesting. Like that's a that's a, such a smart choice for your yourself to go like i don't want to be bogged down by everything that's going on around me thank you 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 get to live in your own head for a little bit that's right and i've always muted commercials so as soon as commercials start i mute so i've I've been kind of used to just like blocking certain things out but um i found it's great there are times when it's a stupid move like for instance i wear glasses Mm -hmm. right so i have my glasses in like the front pocket of my shirt but i'm wearing the earplugs so i go out to my car and um, I get in my car, start up the car, move, drive forward about two feet and hear, Ooh. <laughs> like, what the hell was that? And it's like, as I was getting in the car, the glasses fell out and hit the street. Oh. But you don't hear any of that because yeah. you get the earplugs in. Yeah. There was another time where um, I had lost my wallet and I get home and I don't have my wallet. I go, shit, I drive two and a half miles back to where I got in my car. My license, credit cards, everything is just laying out on the street oh, next wow. to my wallet. I got back there in time to get it all. Well, just kid, you know, easy come, easy go. I I, I uh, been driving Lyft, and a, a kid got in my car, and it was a great trip. Like it was in prime time, getting like a double factor or something like that. And he's going to Santa Monica from Hollywood, and he gets in, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm Australian. I left my." Um, ATM card in an ATM in Santa Monica. I'm going to get it back. Oh, you know, like, like, oh, and he's yeah, like, if I don't get it back, I have to go, go back to Australia because shit. Uh, I'm traveling and yeah. I have no way of getting it, getting it back. And I've never seen someone so optimistic, so much so that like he wanted to keep talking and I kept driving the conversation around like, Oh, you're never get, gonna right. get that back. Right. You're you're gonna spend five hours in Santa Monica going to ATMs, and there's gonna be nothing you can do. Right. But I don't want you to give up because because uh, you're my fare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I want to drive to Santa Monica. That's crazy. I I I always wonder that about like driving that. Like, mm. do people get in sometimes and then just blast away on a cell phone conversation yeah. in the back seat? Yeah. Like, those those like aren't. I would have to wear earplugs for that. Like I couldn't just listen to half a convo <laughs> for unending. I gotta say, I picked up uh, uh, an elderly black lady from the Social Security Administration and drove her like down down the one ten to like Vernon and 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 off. And she had a phone conversation, and she had these. Thick Southern, uh-huh. Ah. Oh, it, I loved it. It was great because and she was almost in like 4-4 time where it was like she would say something and then somebody would say something back and then it was just, uh-huh. And I was mm-hmm. in the front seat trying to pre- pretend I wasn't listening, but kind of waiting for the next one to yeah. just come out of the back. Uh-huh. And, and the further she got into the conversation or the more she agreed with it, it got longer and longer. <laughs> Uh, I lived in Texas. I heard that enough. Yeah, yeah. No, this is no novelty. Yeah, so uh, that that's all right. No, so, that's good. Some 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 of them you want to want to kill yourself. Some of them you're like, the, 
I picked up three dudes yesterday going to the USC game that were the funniest fucking people I've seen in uh, in weeks. <laughs> we're just doing bits on each other, and I was like, "Wow, this is this is <laughs> this is the, the best ride." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you pick up those same people four hours later when they've been drinking, and you're just like, "Oh, these people need to be wiped <laughs> off the face of the earth." Yeah. Oh. Drive this, this, this car off a bridge. Yeah, this has been lift driving in your lift driver's head. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, but it, it's 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 pretty great. So, did you see the lift joke on South Park? No. It was a Mr. Hanky episode, and he he calls for a ride, and it's Poober. <laughs> and then somebody was like, "You mean Lyft?" <laughs> oh yeah good stuff you can tell it's winding down we're just saying jokes from television shows yeah. <laughs> let me tell you about this tweet i read once um i think i, I, I actually if we if we can i do want to i do want to step out and this this happened a couple of years ago but I remembered a joke that I would think of all of the time. Every time I, I scanned past a, a Mexican music station, and it was, the, I remember the joke. I didn't remember who, who did it, and I was actually asking Howard about it one night. I was like, hey, this joke has been rattling around my head. It was, uh, forget, what was it? forget Hitler, the real German war criminal is the guy who brought the accordion to Mexico. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I asked Howard about it. I was like, do you remember who did that joke? Because you were around. He's like, that's my joke. <laughs> yeah, I say there were, a lot of people think the worst things the Germans ever did was bring, was World War II. Actually, bringing accordions to Mexico is their greatest <laughs> crime against humanity. <laughs> that, you know what? The fun, that's, what you that's such a great joke. Well, it, a, lot it really of, a lot of people would argue with me about that, though. <laughs> really? Like, they, they, they don't... They don't make the connection that Germans, that but, Europeans and Germans brought accordions with them. And then that's why, like, there's accordions and, like, that's why they started using them. That's so weird. Yeah, like, it's, it's weird. very clearly a German in- instrument. Yes. And, and one of the reasons I know it, or, or if everyone doesn't know it, so I lived in Austin. Yeah. And there's tons of German named towns. Mm-hmm. There's German sausage places. Oh, yeah. Many of the girls have blonde hair yeah. and guys. So, you know, it doesn't take much to say, yeah, this area was settled by Germans. So many times people would argue with me about that. What are you talking about? Is it- <laughs> what, you didn't know Scandinavians all moved up by Minnesota? That's yeah. why they talk like this? Yeah. I thought everybody knew this kind of stuff. Yeah. Jarheads. Uh, what, is the, what has been your most controversial joke like that? Or, or at least the thing that inspires people to come up and be like, you're wrong about this. Or... Oh, about a different joke? Like a, yeah. What joke? Um, controversial. <laughs> well, you think I will say that uh, one of my favorite jokes of yours is about uh, Kiss. And, uh, oh, yeah, Kiss. And Biggie Smalls. Yeah, yeah. See, Big... <laughs> uh, a rival gang of monsters and makeup. Jews and monster makeup. Yeah, yeah. A, gang makeup. Of ra- a, ra- a gang of rival Jews dressed as monsters. Yeah. <laughs> Could have assassinated your favorite band. I tell the, the people, the idea is like, uh, you know, because uh, Biggie and Tupac got killed. Yeah. So if you were a little kid and that's your favorite musician, that's bad. And I said, my favorite group was Kiss. They never got killed. Never heard somebody come on the radio. At 3 p.m. today, a group of rival Jews dressed as monsters pulled up alongside Kiss's tour bus and opened fire. So yeah, that's the joke. It's just something that doesn't uh, happen now. Thank uh, you. This is a reoccurring segment called Half Remembering. <laughs> Half the great remembering. works. I'll punt the joke. You fix it. Yeah. <laughs> Give them the context they should have known. Yeah. 
But um, no, controversial ones, like, I don't know if this is controversial, but it's, it's, it's a funny story. So I have a joke about I go to Starbucks, they fill the coffee all the way up, they don't give me anywhere to pour it out. So I go over to that little fixin's bar, I don't have anywhere to pour out the coffee, so I do what we all do. What do you do? Pour it in the trash. Pour it into the trash. That's what I did. Little did I know, some whacked out teenage mom had just thrown her newborn away in the garbage. I scalded the baby. People are like, so that's the joke, right? Now I'm the asshole. Right, now I'm the asshole. So um, Andy Kindler, the aforementioned Andy Kindler, who has a little bit of OCD, he says that um, he loves that joke, but every single time he gets coffee, he has to check in the trash first <laughs> to see if the baby's in there. <laughs> it's funny, like your your jokes could take on a new life like that. Yeah. Yeah. Controversy, I don't know. Like I, I I've always stayed away from politics. Yeah. Mostly just because I thought topical joke writing is not going to be for me because I can't write jokes fast enough. Yeah. You know, like there was like uh, Greg Giraldo, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Like. That kind of guy or Bill Burr or somebody can stay on top of that. And I just thought, well, I'm not going to do that. So I don't have anything politically controversial, but stuff like that, a baby getting, you know, <laughs> coffee on them. That'll live forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, I did. Uh, say, they say parody is easy and satire is hard. The parody is a shallow. The satire, that sticks with you forever. There you go. Mm-hmm. What's satire? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Odenkirk said that to me once. Oh, he did? Yeah, it was well, my exit right. interview for uh, being his intern. <laughs> there was we, an exit interview? Uh, it was uh, I, I interned for Odenkirk, and there were like three things that I actually had to do. One was like get the job. One was provide an organizational chart of the company I was working for. And it was literally a square that I labeled Bob Odenkirk, and then a square that I labeled Gingy, which was his assistant. And that was it. And I turned that in. <laughs> Everybody else is like, yeah, this is, this is how NBC Universal works. <laughs> And then the last thing was, is like, at the end of it, you got to sit down with your boss and talk talk for half an hour about like the internship and stuff like that. And he took me to a barbecue place around the corner. We sat underneath a a, uh, a billboard of an Adam Sandler movie that was there. And he he held forth with one of the most depressing versions of Hollywood I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) That has proven to be nothing but true. Was it was it related to the Sandler thing? Uh, He definitely used the Sandler thing as he's like, look, like. The only reason this guy has a movie is the guy with enough money to make that decision knows who Adam Sandler is. That's true. Yeah, and, and he's like, it doesn't matter. Like I've been doing. He he's like, I did Mr. Show. I've done everything. That guy never watched what I did. Right, and so yeah. he doesn't know who I am. So that's not in the cards for me. Like, <laughs> which is which is interesting because now he's put in another twenty years of work, and I think that guy probably knows who he is now. Yes, um, and now at the can- very least because he's been on that same billboard. Uh, on on Beverly right. uh, with Better Call Saul, but but like just laying out this thing of like this guy who is like this is the funniest guy in the world. At that point, I had found his old computer when I was interning and read fucking every script that he wrote for the last ten years, and I was like, this is amazing. I'm gonna sit down with him, and he's just like, it's all shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember that when the first script started coming out for Run Ronnie Run, yeah, and I, they were different in the beginning, but I was reading them, and I'm just like. Because sometimes you go like, see if you can add anything or fix anything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? Like, this is high level shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I can just jump into this. But um, you know, the, he's exactly right. Like, they don't make the decisions that comedy nerds. No, no, nope. most of them. <laughs> yeah, every once in a while, someone sneaks through, and then you get like 
You get would, your Better Call Sauls, and you get your like little moments of brilliance that like, oh, that shouldn't be on TV, but it is, and thank God. Yeah, yeah, and uh, there was there was definitely a breakthrough of those people like actually getting getting on TV and that that expanding a little bit. Like the, when uh, we were when we were writing when me and Chip were writing with them, you guys were around for this probably like uh, at lunchtime. He would always want to like eat in the office and watch like a video that someone sent them like keep up on new comedy uh-huh. mm-hmm. so we're sitting there eating one day pop this in tim goes to the mayor yeah. and yep. it was the first look that yeah. bob or anybody in hollywood had at tim and eric yeah and he's like well this is really funny i'm gonna call these guys yeah. boom yeah. yeah and my favorite thing about that is they sent him dvds of their shows that they're making in philadelphia and we're uh you the know, the uh, one we had had no picture on it even. It was, it was like stills. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Re- that yeah, really yeah, early just stuff. like still frames, kind of like a comic book with, or whatever. With a voice. Uh, voices. And, uh, and they sent that to Bob and uh, it included an invoice. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. oh, that's great. It's like you owe us $35 <laughs> for this thing that we're sending you, begging you to watch. That's great. Uh, and then I was like, oh, man, I've been here for three years. I haven't impressed this guy at all. <laughs> Yeah, I'm on my second pilot with him. <laughs> oh you know, I, I've me and Chip have the distinction of like, like Bob's probably only done a couple things that like failed or didn't go. Okay, we're probably on both of the ones we did like, <laughs> were, were that, and then me and Chip work with Mike Judge on mm-hmm. the two things that never. Went, which was the Beavis and Butthead reboot. Yeah. Okay. And the show, The Good Family Network animated show. Yeah, the Fox he was show, about, right? Like, yeah. every single thing he's ever touched. <laughs> Just out of the park. Out of the park. Like, like everything before that. And then since then, he's done Silicon Valley and, and Tales from the Tour Bus. Yeah. Oh, Tales from the Tour. I can't wait to dig into that new season. Yeah, that looks fantastic. Yeah. Well, you guys were on King of the Hill for a while, weren't you? We were not. We interviewed for it right when we came out. We interviewed with Greg Daniels. Oh, oh. But we had a development deal at Castle Rock to do another one of our own shows after Austin's story. So we just thought we were on the track of like, you know, performer writers yeah. and like King of the Hill. Like that would be a great job, but you're stuck in the office all day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Johnny Hardwick, our friend who um, he played Dale, Gr- the voice of Dale Gribble. So um, it was funny because he was originally supposed to be on Austin Stories with me, Chip, and Laura House. He was the fourth one. Really? So he's like, I don't know. I just got this job for King of the Hill. This was before he was a voice. He was just a writer. And so I remember arguing with him going, Johnny, you're going to be on camera on Austin Stories. (laughs) What are you doing? What are you doing? So then Daniel Stern was supposed to play the voice of Dale Gribble. Okay. Really? Yeah, and Daniel Stern held out for more money, so they started like, who else like Could can we get? It. Yeah. And Johnny walked in and just nailed it. And they, they always called him Johnny Two Checks because he was getting the writer check and the voice check. <laughs> <laughs> like oh man. I wanna I want a nickname like I guess I already have one. Um Yeah, you got cash. <laughs> yeah. What's that's better? Oh man. Yeah. Uh, guys, uh, I have one more song. Howard, do you, you have another one you want to give us? Well, I don't know. I didn't get the right reaction out of that. No, um, with, I, I, I need like horny dudes. <laughs> I got I to gotta take like, this over to... Um, that's our core audience. Playboy Radio or something. Um, I got them, but you know what? That that was a demo. Like I, I uh, You don't want to let too much out of the vault before you... you yeah, yeah I get it. Go. 
Well, we're gonna play one more song. We'll come back. We'll Unless you want to do like one of my my hot, my uh, Thanksgiving songs. Or something oh, like that, that would be great. Let's do a Thanksgiving. We'll play this song. We'll come back and we'll go out with the Thanksgiving song so everybody can think about it's coming up. Yes, yeah. uh, it'll be a day, a week and a day after this one comes out. My uh, my cousins invited me to San Diego for Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, you gonna go? What a what a place for Thanksgiving. Oh, well, by the way, we got like, we got a request a to do a live. Uh, by the way, you don't just have to take cash a meal. Well, I, I don't want to train the take though. That's insane. That train goes along the beach for most of it. It's great. It does go along the beach, but it also goes along which the the the, the strip of Orange County, which I have declared the birthplace of like white pride MMA. Okay, I thought you were <laughs> like, gonna say uh, uh, power pop punk. No, like you just go down That's and there's just funny. like all this like super clean graffiti on the back of MMA gyms, and I'm just like, <laughs> oh man, this is not. This is not a good area. <laughs> and it's a very like specific Orange County terrible That's place. a perfect place for that stuff. Yeah. You know, it's funny how many like there's like no bands from Orange County except for punk bands. Huh? Yeah. I mean like what do you got? Oh wait, yeah, isn't um like, uh, isn't Mountain Goats aren't the Mountain Goats from out there? Are they no. really? I don't know. I know it's like like, you know, descendants, vandals, right. yeah. TSOL, True Sounds of Liberty, like they're all from there. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. But yeah. But like, it's weird. Like, there's no like, who's the classic rock band from Orange County? Yeah, who's, that is Who's the rapper from Orange County? That, yeah. Well, but it, yeah. Long, I Beach, mean, it says, Long Beach is in Orange County, is it? Uh, no, I think yeah. that's LA County. No, it's not. Um, As my dad said when I. I was, mean, even, uh, sorry, but when, when Minutemen. I, yeah, Pedro. Minutemen. They're from Pedro. 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 Uh, Which but, is technically Los Angeles, but I mean, but like not. from down there. Once you get below Los Angeles, it's just like Pennywise. all like what Pennywise. They're from down. Yeah, there. Pennywise, and like even even if you go lower, like with Blink One Eighty Two and that they're that from sort of stuff. North of LA. They're from, no, they're from north of San Diego. North of San Diego. Yeah. Um, I thought he's. No, they're from Mark like on the show. He's yeah, from but, like Hammett or something. He might yeah, be but he, there, he but moves the down. From, oh, okay. Um, the. Is it, it does it have something to do with like how old Orange County is? Because most be, of those developments yes. are like like people, Post not enough yeah. people live yeah, there. Yeah, in like like the seventies is when I feel like Orange County blew up, right. and like Makes the people sense. that are moving there and buying houses probably aren't musicians, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, they're like suburban, but, they're, but their kids are. Their right. kids are the yeah, ones that their kids you have can see time like to spend. you know it, it's <laughs> such a uh, antiseptic kind of a place. Like yeah. you could see like the need for punk rock yeah. and, and where those type of individuals would really rebel against it. Yeah, there's so I mean, punk rock in the '90s was suburban malaise, and there's no bigger suburbia than fucking Orange County. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, Tragic Kingdom. Oh yeah, because that's the name of the uh, No Doubt Kingdom. album. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, they're right next to each other. Yeah. Guys, been to Disneyland recently? Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. You know, the tortilla chip was invented there. I did not know that. Did you know the Caesar salad was invented in Tijuana? It was. Yeah. yeah. Caesar salad. Yeah. In Tijuana. In Tijuana. What? It's a big Mexican thing. I, the only time uh, I went to a fancy dinner in Mexico, uh, they make it next to the table. And it's real weird. Yeah, because there's like raw eggs involved, and mm -hmm. oh, they yeah. yeah you think crazy. about like the 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 raw egg and the anchovies, anchovies and, and stuff like that. I don't I don't know. That doesn't necessarily scream Mexican. Wait, that but. sounds like a, a cob salad. No, uh, no, no, no. No, it's like a raw egg in the dressing, and then uh, they whack uh, up those anchovies to give it spice. I guess give it like the salt 
thing. Yeah, it was. That's uh, wild. It was very uh, uncomfortable. You telling me? I was just trying to order something simple because I didn't want to draw attention to myself at this dinner. I was like, yeah, I'll just have the salad, whatever. Right. And then the fucking wheel out that cart and the guy's there and there's a fucking guy playing guitar. <laughs> I'm like, oh, great, yeah. Oh, the Caesar salad song. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, nice you to meet you, me Chelsea Handler. The burrito was invented in America <laughs> and the Caesar salad was invented in exactly. Mexico. It, yeah. is, it is crazy. Is it named for Caesar Chavez? No, it w- I, I don't think so. Or Caesar the... It's got to be named for the, anyone named Caesar. I think it was named for George Clooney's haircut back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Meredith Van Wert uh, writes in, Hey, I'm from Spanish Love Songs. We're a five-piece punk band based here in L.A. We just released our album Schmaltz earlier this year with AF Records. I don't know if that's A through F or A dash F. Anyways, this is a song Buffalo Buffalo off that album. Love your show. Hope you enjoy our music. Best Meredith. So we're going to listen to Buffalo Buffalo. A plus email, Meredith. That's how you Shortly do it. Sweet. Yeah, I like that because I got the context of where she's coming from. Yeah. We do this. We're here. Boom. It's, it's, it's a platonic ideal of email. Keep yeah. that in mind when you write in. This is Buffalo Buffalo. Check it out.
the dawn of time screenwriters have taken months to craft their stories but now three hollywood professionals shall attempt the impossible break a story in one hour that's right here on story break i freddie wong matt arnold and will campos the creators behind award-winning shows like video game high school have one hour to turn a humble idea into an awesome movie now an awesome movie starts with an awesome title i chose the billionaire's marriage valley mine was christmas pregnant paradise (laughs) okay next we need a protagonist so i've heard wario best described as libertarian (laughs) and of course every great movie needs a stellar pitch in order to to get to heaven, sometimes you gotta raise a little hell. <laughs> that's the tagline! <laughs> Check out Story Break every week on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, hello. And we're back. We're black. No, we're not. Um, that was Buffalo. Buffalo. Um, Great uh, job, Meredith. Yeah, Meredith, thank you for writing that in. Thanks, that Meredith. I'll tell you, Spanish love songs. Following a Dragon Boy Suede demo is not easy. Not and you easy at really all. pulled it off. Nice job. So we get emails from time to time. This is an email we got this week uh, entitled, Hey, N-E-A-L. Uh-oh. Or is it Neil? Uh, spelled oh, correctly. I, re- I replied to this. Yes. Doesn't, really, doesn't matter really. No one gives a shit about a feature, so we're certainly not going to figure out how to spell your fucking name. Strong out of the box. But hey, I'm a big fan of Jonah. Uh, I used to listen to the... Okay, that's not cool. Uh, I'm not in a band, so I really don't have any good reason to write in. What wasn't cool? Uh, he takes some shots at Jonah's old podcast oh, mates. Okay. Yeah. He says that we're better, but we don't need to get into that. And he also uses some, oh, yeah, some language that's insulting to Jonah's old podcast oh, boy. Okay. Uh, mates. I'm not in a band, so I don't have any good reason to write to Jonah Radio, but I'm bored as fuck in an airport. Doesn't mention which airport, though. Like, I, I could oh. almost... I, I can, I've been bored in an airport. You've been bored in an airport? Yeah, but I mean, I could be bored in all of them. Were you, yeah. were you wondering which one's boring? Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to swing for the fences and say it's St. Louis. St. Louis, okay. I pictured, I don't know why, Minneapolis. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's the one with the foot tapping, right? What do you mean the foot tapping? And didn't a congressman get in trouble for like, like tapping? Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so fuck you, Neil. Keep up the good work. Spelled don't let Jonah wrong. push you around. No, no. Yeah, he spelled it wrong there. Don't, uh, don't let Neil... P- Jonah push you around. If I ever run to David Byrne, I'll tell him to go suck on a bicycle tire for you. Also, Jonah, get these guys some effing Wi-Fi. I've been to South Pass. <laughs> There's internet there. What kind of third world office do you have there? Let these guys check their email and refresh Pitchfork and stream from Bandcamp or watch whatever kind of weird ASMR shit Neil's and do for fuck's sake. With love, Thomas. I'm off the ASMR shit. Uh-huh. And then Neil writes back, it's Neil. And pronounced like nail. The yeah. way the L sounds in neighbor or way. Those EA guys can go screw. 
Jonah can't push me around. He's tall but can't fight. I hope it was obvious <laughs> the David Byrne thing was fake and we just needed a way to have the episode and not to just be Cash telling a two-hour story about Sandwich he once got because Jonah and I were out of town. I would I read this whole thing because I take issue with two things there. One, okay. I would never have a, a talk about a sandwich I once had for two hours. And two, that's like the biggest podcast theme right now. It's oh, like the you. dude. Oh, the, yeah, like, like that is literally like if I was doing that, I would have stumbled into greatness. Yeah. Yes. That's probably I mean, true. food and sex. Well, I guess murder. <laughs> I guess too. food's my option. But I mean, it's like those things are so compelling. Yes. Yeah. That's what I've missed with like who charted just charts <laughs> like. Yeah. No one's going to die. Well, you're, yeah, you, you're reacting to what's popular rather than creating what's popular since the beginning of time. There's no like sustenance uh, and murder. There you go. There's no like uh, top grossing fast food chain chart that you guys could like run down and be like, oh, yeah, McDonald's that. is number one this month again. Oh, man, we had some McDonald's. You could do that. We could, but it's like, I, I rec- not recently, but like within the last few years, I haven't eaten meat. So oh. it's just like, it's. That would be like, it would be hard to make that left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, vir- a virgin's guide to uh, prophylactics. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> like to me, it was a point of pride. Like, I haven't been to a drive-through or a McDonald's like in eight years. Oh wow! So when that show came out, I was just like, I'm so off the mark. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not in tune with what regular Americans are thinking about. It's you rough. go to like soup plantation or. Yeah, and like talk about I had French fries and some some chowder. <laughs> well, they like, got a big salad bar and yeah, but where do I go after that? Yeah, it's not yeah. There's not a lot of leeway. Not a yeah, lot of leeway. I went to another vegan's house. Like, <laughs> yeah. just pulled in the driveway yeah. <laughs> yet again. But the beauty of it, and I'll tell you, since uh, the the writer was writing in about Jonah Ray, mm-hmm. when I saw Jonah backstage there at the Novo, oh my God, he looks amazing. Looks amazing. He? So what happened? Uh, my wife's on a plant-based diet. I started eating like her, and I go, "That's the same thing," because it's the same thing people been telling me for like five, six years. Yep. They go, "Wow, well, yep. your skin's like, how do you get that?" And you go, "Yeah, it's easy. You just gotta have discipline when you eat, yeah. not eat the animals." And then this is like, people tune out. Even my own mom, her first thing she said was, "I just don't think that would be able to sustain me." Yeah, I go, "Okay, well, there's NFL guys and weightlifters who yeah. do it." But yeah. yeah. I, I get why people uh, uh, push back on that. Biggest it, hockey player in the NHL, six foot nine, Zdeno Chara, uh, full be, vegan. Really? Yeah. Wow. Can do, a good can ambassador. Can do more pull ups at six foot nine. Can do more pull ups than anyone uh, in the training camp. Like, wow. he's a monster. Wow. Well, he's really close wow. to the bar. See, well, that's no, good. like you have to dip. Oh. <laughs> Let me ask you. I want to ask you. Go ahead, ask him. If it's about hockey, I'm all ears. Oh, I can make it about hockey. <laughs> I went to one game last year. I know I've always felt bad. I went to a Kings game by myself just to try to like open things up. Like yeah. I'm going to start going to these Kings games. Yeah. Sure. So what happens is I go in for one period and I realize I'm just sitting here by myself. I should have brought a friend. This was a backfire <laughs> of an idea. What the hell did I do? So after the first period, I leave. Okay. Right? Then I get a text and it's from you. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and you go, uh, me and Clock and uh, Laura just thought we saw someone walking, you know, in the uh, hall out there. We thought that was you. Are you at the game? And you were all excited because yeah. you guys loved the game. And I was already had left. Oh, no. So <laughs> I said to you, I left. And you were like sort of nonplussed by that. Yeah. And I was just like, 
these guys are diehard Kings fans. <laughs> and I just like did the ultimate like <laughs> bullshit diss. Well, no, no, I, I fully understood. It's like, oh, he doesn't, you know, you're just not into it. Like, I don't love it. Fine. Like, yeah. yeah like, and but it was, I, I leave early sometimes too. Cause you're just like, all right, I get how this is going. Yes. And, and then know, also traffic. it was Martin Luther King day. Okay. So it was like, I'm going to see the Kings on King day. <laughs> and then like right at the beginning of the game, they put up like MLK and they had, you know, his birthday, death day. It was like a little tribute. Yeah. I took a picture of that and I'm like, now what's going to happen? Like, <laughs> I think that was it. Like, even for Instagram, like, what's going to happen? Like, all right, I'm good. I'm out of here. But um, that was, I went to see the Canucks. I went oh, yeah. to a game in Vancouver this oh, really? past year, which got me way back into it. Yeah, that's I got, a great place to see a game. Who are those two twins that just retired? Sedins. Yeah, I got yeah. to see them play. Yeah. So that they, was cool. They just, they just turfed out. Two twins played on the same team all the their whole career. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Twins. That was an honor. And I'm a twin. I got a twin sister. Yeah. She's getting married in Phoenix this week. Nice. Oh, you going? I am going. <laughs> and uh, no question, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm too close to not go. Uh well, that's great. Um, I we we've put together quite a show, guys. I think we should should wrap Fucking it up. Fucking hell, it's three twenty. Mm-hmm. I know. I was like wondering how long it's going to go. Yeah. He's, got, he's, he's got, got to, a get lunch over. to get yeah. to. Uh, Howard, back to uh, you have, in addition to putting together tributes to to our finest of of seasons, you've also put together a couple of tributes to Thanksgiving. Yeah, to Thanksgiving. Although tributes doesn't quite work out in in, in at least one of the cases. You uh, you. Which one? The five hundred dollars to turkey. Oh, that's apple. right. That's not really a tribute. That's more of a. <laughs> that's a holiday song. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I'm not going to play this one, but I do want to mention it. All right. There on this new batch right here, I have a new Thanksgiving song called "Squanto Squanto." Squanto Squanto. And oh, that's like there's this famous love song in Spanish called "Cuando Cuando." Oh yeah, "Cuando Cuando Cuando yeah. Cuando." Won't you come back to my Cuando? <laughs> Is there, is there accordion in that? Yeah, sorry. Did I blow that with the... No, that's fine. It, 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 it Just this. It goes into fine. the mix. Yep. All right, that one's Squanto Squanto, but the popular one that's been out for a while is I'm not paying $500 to watch douchebags eat turkey, <laughs> and it refers to going to buy a plane ticket to fly home. Yeah. And um, the way it was written, I know you don't care, but um, there was a girl I was dating, and it was like October, and I heard her from in the other room, and she's like, I'm not paying $500 to watch douchebags eat turkey. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? She's like, I'm buying a plane ticket to fly home. <laughs> so that's where it came from, and um, I used to say it just as a joke on stage, and the great, you may have heard of him, Patton Oswalt. He said, that's got to be a song, so I wrote it. <laughs> and uh, am I, should I be looking for it on here? Is that what's going on? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, we, we'll, we'll take a minute and say thank you for listening. Uh, it sounds like John will be back next weekend, so we're very excited for that, unless there's one more of these we have to do without him. I think, uh, we, I think we might have one more, because Tuesday he said nine days. So, nine days. so that's yeah. Thursday. Yeah, even yeah. then. With, he, may, he may be doing weekend shows, and then we'll, we'll, we'll do Yeah, one. I just got promo to do because of the new season of Mystery Science Theater 3000 premieres this Thanksgiving. Yep. Speaking of Thanksgiving. There we go. Well, uh, thanks for listening. Like uh, write in jonahradio at gmail.com. You don't even have to say anything. You can just be bored in an airport. Yeah. Um, we'll and, read it. And uh, Thanks this, again, Meredith. Uh, Howard. 
Oh, yeah. Thank Take you guys out. for having me on. This has been a great time. And um, here it is. This is Dragon Boy Suede with I'm not paying $500 to watch douchebags eat turkey. For Thanksgiving, but I'm not liking what I'm seeing when it's coming to the tickets. The price is too high online. Not paying all that money to be flying. Check it out. Every November, the same shit goes down. Mom calls me up and brings me down. Tells me I gotta fly back to her town just to watch some bee bags wolf turkey down. Airport gonna be so damn packed. Security worry, grandma gonna hijack the plane. Get on the flight, no leg room. Baby cried, get back in the womb. I don't understand what I'm paying for. I'm in the back row by the bathroom door. I can't believe what I'm going through. Cheap tickets and travel zoo too. Buy all these airlines. Trying to work me. I'm not paying five. $100 to watch juice bags eat turkey. I didn't want to come, cause it always sucks. Eating bird meat. With a bunch of trucks I don't even like my relatives anyway Why do you think that I move so far away? People act like they're happy to see me Then they go sit on the couch and watch TV Hooray! Another Macy's parade And then the Lions and the Cowboys came It's so anticlimactic Grandma passed out on the craft attic Can't believe I spent half a G on this crap Ate a plate of food and took a fucking nap why are these airlines trying to work me? I'm not paying five dollars to watch you spicy turkey. They're jacking me for too much of my pay. Who makes these prices? Bitches eating sponge cake. Bitches eating sponge cake. Up with me, man. Grabbing all my ducats for these fucking travel plans. When I was a kid, I used to draw the turkey bird. I traced around my hand, but now it's just absurd. This holiday is costing me a leg and an arm. I feel like a turkey getting worked on the farm. I try to fight you bear, but it's hard though. Maybe I should book myself as cargo. Poor turkeys going under the knife. How about I skip the whole thing and save a turkey's life? Why are these airlines trying to work me? I'm not paying five hundred dollars to watch you spicy turkey. Why are these airlines trying to work me? I'm not paying five hundred dollars to watch you spicy turkey. Southwest Airlines is trying to work me. American Airlines. Is trying to work me. JetBlue Airlines, Delta Airlines, Continental Airlines. Thursdays was the worst days. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.